Thank you for tuning in to our podcast recorded live each week. Now sit back and enjoy the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Grab into your tree stand and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. Good morning, Radio Land. Tony Sanders Outdoors is live on the air from the banks of the old Tennessee River. Messing with Robert. Hello, Robert. Good morning, sir. How are you? Bobby. Yeah. Good morning, Bobby. Yep. Bobby. Bobby. Uh, we were just laughing. Um, you heard last week's show, we did a shout-out to Rob's aunt up in, where she live? Uh, Riverside, Rhode Island. Riverside, Rhode Island. Hi, Gidget. She's our, she's our, our, our northern, no, we have someone in New York. She, I started to say she's our northern, no, Rhode Island's above New York. My bad. Uh where I don't know where he's at. Is he in? He's in, he's in upstate. He's up, up near up, Buffalo. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, Rob. Rob. Uh, Rob. Uh, what's Rob's last name? Anyway, Rob. Hey Rob. Yeah. <laughs> Just get everybody. Um, he's in upstate New York. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure where. So she may not. She may not be our northernmost watcher or listener to the show. No, I don't know. We might have somebody in Maine or. New Hampshire, Vermont, I don't know. Yeah, I've got some friends in Maine that actually catch a show every once in a while. So. Anyway, uh, it is a rainy Saturday. You know, when the weather people say 100% chance of rain, they're probably going to get that right. And while the rain has not started dumping on us like it is going to, it is drizzling and it's coming. So there you go. Oh, yeah. Man, it's hard to believe it is two weeks to the holidays. It is hard to believe. Uh, just got back from the uh, Tennessee Fish and Wildlife Commission meeting. It, it, it was kind of funny. Um, you know, this time of the year is tough, and we really didn't have much on the agenda. And so I was having fun, but. We had, um, I had, of course, I'm chairman of the budget committee, and we had eight budget expansions, which. Is the, is the budget expansion to get you through to the end of the fiscal year? No, it's that, no, and that, that would be a good question. We set our budget, um, so we'll set the budget for May, I'm sorry, for July 1, two thousand. 20 this coming year mm-hmm. so we'll set we'll set the budget mm-hmm. and and then but we have to expand the budget anytime we get money okay so, so it's not a revision budget okay i'm with correct. you. okay so, i'm with you okay so we had 30 3.7 million dollars of expansions federal money coming in money from tva money from the federal government money from uh organizations to do bat studies and, and just all kinds of stuff that had that that kind of accumulated and came in at once mm-hmm. and so uh i'm sitting there and and 
we were not trying to go fast, but there wasn't anything else. I mean, we had two things on the agenda besides my finance stuff. And that was we honored uh, NWTF for all the work they do and uh, had a resolution honoring them, uh, which they've done a lot of work with TWRA and things. And then we had a presentation on something fishing. Oh, there's a, a new... I'm just sitting here thinking, it wasn't hunting. I wasn't paying attention. It had something no, to do that's with not fishing. True. Yeah, I, I know. I, I'm actually on that committee, and so I was paying attention, but I couldn't... We had a couple of different things over the two days, and I yeah. can't remember which one was yesterday. But what it we're, we're changing the regulations as far as fish or, or organizations that sell fish. So think about a a pay lake, like you take the kids from Orange Grove to. Right. They have a license that they. Uh, they have to have it's like sixty two dollars, but when you go, you don't have to have a license, even though you have one. The kids don't have to have a license right. and stuff. So we're making some tweaks to that because that take lake or whatever they call it is the same thing as um, a place that sells bait. It's it falls under the same guidelines and regulations. Okay. So they're making some tweaks, and so they presented that yesterday, uh, and it just this is hey, this is what's coming, uh, and so we did that, and then I got into the budget stuff, <laughs> and so um, I I started my timer, on my or my stopwatch on my phone, and so when it was through, I said, all right, eight budget expansions and one financial report in thirty minutes and twelve seconds. Nice, so, <laughs> nice. <laughs> but we we had fun and the day before, and and this is this is silly stuff. But sometimes you know this stuff just kind of. Am I really not going to expand the budget to accept seven hundred and thirty nine thousand dollars from TVA or something? No, I'm not. I'm going to expand it and take it, and it's just the way it works, right? Uh, or from the federal government, whoever, and so. We were going, and so, like I said, it was three million seven hundred and something dollars, and but there was one budget expansion which had to do with endangered species and things like that, and the budget expansion was for seven hundred and thirty-one thousand dollars and some change, and fifty cents. <laughs> okay, so very specific. I have, okay, yeah, and so I asked. I said, if I go out to my car and give you fifty cents, can we round this? <laughs> <laughs> and and that just got everybody kind of laughing at this point. Yeah. And everybody's reaching in their pocket to get money. And yeah. I said, no, it's got to be 50 cents. We can't give a dollar. Yeah. You know, and so, but, uh, and then she kind of went into the fact that, no, it it is so precise. Right. It will be 50 cents. And I, because I said, because that one's from U.S. Fish and Wildlife. I said, could you not squeeze 50 more cents from U.S. Fish and Wildlife? Just fifty cents. Like giving you seven hundred thirty-one thousand dollars. Could you not get fifty cents? Well, you also got to think how much do they pay for postage to mail the check? It's you know what thirty-two cents. So now we're now we're in the hole. So it's ah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it, but it was fun and uh, not a whole lot. Uh, we have a couple meetings a year where there's not much to discuss. Well, it's a, it's kind of a slow time of year. I mean, you know, hunting season. What well, is hunting season? Yeah. yeah, I mean, hunting season is in full swing. Um, the rules and regs have already been set. You're not going to set those until l- for hunting much later 
into next year, and by much mm-hmm. later, I mean you know March, April. Actually, no, because uh, of two year settings. Oh yeah, that's right. So Steve. we won't actually set hunting season again. You see, if I'm not mistaken, this is 18, right? Right. So hunting is set on even years, and fishing is set on odd years. Okay. So we're going to two years on fishing as well. Okay, cool. And and, and there's a lot, but, you know, it's funny. I've been getting worn out uh, by people calling me, and um, they don't like, I mean, it, it's just, it's amazing the arguments and how many biologists there are uh, that know what we need to do to manage the deer herd in in Tennessee. Now, if you're managing on numbers, I'd say our deer herd's pretty decent. If you're managing and measuring only on size, now there's a discussion. Now, but the bigger discussion, and and this is what I was trying to explain to uh, the gentleman that called me yesterday, was, you know, you're telling me that if I let these deer get older or whatever, if I put a restriction like you can't shoot anything less than so many points or whatever, statewide, that it's, our deer are going to get bigger. And I've got a dozen biologists that will sit here and tell you, we don't have the genetics and the um, the minerals in Tennessee to grow those bigger deer. That and we don't have the carrying capacity in certain areas. I mean, no offense to my, our listeners in Polk County, but I don't think there's a flat spot in Polk County. It's bear country, and there's not a lot of deer up there. They're usually one of the lower uh, deer harvesting counties. I'm sure you know there are deer in the county because they don't know where the county line is. They know to cross at the signs, but they don't know where the county line is. But the, you go out to West Tennessee and you've got bean fields that are several hundred acres. You've got a constant food source for deer out there. I mean, what it's three dough, three dough a day out in Correct. West Tennessee. Correct. And here it's, you know, two dough a year. Um, so I don't know that necessarily, I think you're right. I don't think the carrying capacity is there either. You know, if we're comparing ourselves to other states, let's look at Illinois. I don't know what the highest point in Illinois is, but I think it's probably a speed bump. I'm guessing. Probably. And they've got such, you know, food. Pl- and then Missouri. Missouri's got the Ozarks in the south, but you've got so much farmland to where you get these huge Missouri deer, you know, and and, the, and like you said, the genetics as well. I don't know that we could ever get that here in Tennessee. Maybe we'll do a, we'll do us get a couple of guests in here to talk deer biology. I would love that because I've I've got lots of questions. It, it, but I do I do find it interesting, and and so, uh, and the biggest issue that's facing us right now is this whole paddle craft thing, uh, where we're trying to regulate the commercial paddle craft operators. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a that will make that will make Memphis fun. Let me tell you. Oh, I'm sure. Because that's where the discussions are going to be. Oh, boy, that's going to be fun. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That will be fun. Are y'all staying at the Peabody with the wildlife ducks? No, <laughs> uh, we are not. We are staying. I don't know where we're staying, actually. I know we're out. We're in Germantown area. only reason I know is we're we're doing our meeting at Ducks Unlimited's headquarters. Oh, okay. Over at Shelby Farms, yeah. Yeah. So we're staying in that general area. Okay. Somewhere near that. Cordova. 
Uh, I don't know if it's Cordova, Germantown, Bartlett. In that, aren't, aren't yeah, Bartlett, but no, Bartlett's to the okay. way north. So I've got a hotel over there. I just don't know where. Okay. So I'm looking for, I've never been to the DU headquarters, not since they moved there. It's re- it's really cool. So, and, and I imagine it will be, and I will imagine they will um, put out put out the red carpet for us. I'm sure. Because we, uh, you know, we donate couple hundred thousand dollars a year to do you mm-hmm. um mainly for the work at the uh, in the prairie uh pothole region up north in the dakotas or is that kansas canada up that way oh okay i'm up there uh, you know we do it's the breeding grounds for the ducks that come through the mississippi flyway okay all right uh, and so we go and, uh, and and we put money up there so. Speak, speaking of ducks, which are food, when you get there, let me know when you're heading that way. I'll tell you what barbecue places to hit while you're in Memphis. Is there anything besides Rendezvous? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the original Corky's downtown, um, University Barbecue, Central Barbecue, several really good. And if I say I'm not a big barbecue fan, is it going to like endear me to everybody right now? Absolutely not. Not in Memphis. Uh, we'll make it work. The rendezvous is pretty good, though. I'll give him that. Uh, you know, I, somebody, that's what somebody said. Somebody lives down there. The commissioner from down there, he said. Because uh, Kyle has never been to Memphis. Really? Nope. Need to take it to Neely's Barbecue. That's, that, they got some good barbecue out there. Oh. And we're on to food at, in the first 20 minutes of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Unreal. But, yeah, they've got some really good uh, dry dry barbecue, which is what I really like. Uh, they don't do the wet stuff. They do the ribs that are dry rubbed, and oh, they're so good. That's the Memphis style. Am I supposed to bring you some back? I would appreciate it. I'd appreciate it. I'll give you cooler and everything. All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, it's a short break here, and when we come back, we'll be on the phone with Ross Malone from maybe Ducks Unlimited, maybe even. I think so. All right. Tony Sanders Outdoors will be right back. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Spring will soon be here, and you know what that means, grilling and barbecues. You can get everything you need at Don's Meat Shop, 648 Dixon Pike. Don has steaks such as T-bone, porterhouse, ribeyes, and many, many more. You can pick up kebabs, chicken, burgers, pork chops, roasts, or fish, and try out their seafood. Be sure to try their summer sausage snack sticks. Don has quality meats and great cooking advice, so give them a call at 423-842-1256. Don's is open six days a week, closed Tuesdays. Check them out at donsmeatshop.com, and be sure to like them on Facebook. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Hanging with you a couple weeks here before the holidays. As promised, going straight to the phone to Mr. Ross Malone. Good morning, Ross. Good morning. 
Good morning. I love what you were saying earlier. Yes, 100% chance of rain, and <laughs> guess where I'm headed? You're hunting, right? Yes. Well, yeah, we're <clears throat> waterfowl hunting, and it's going to be a wet day, and you got to be dedicated to go do it today. Well, I tell you what, I was thinking coming in. Uh, uh, I don't. My grandmother used to say, "Not fit day for a duck," and and this is is definitely waterfowl weather. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. And the migration is still well north of us, but there's still pockets of birds here and there. Well, I had I had a. I don't know if you've ever hunted. Uh, is it Ross's Bottom up in Dayton, up in that area, around the Hawassi or something like that? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I had a, I had a, I had a guy calling the other day and, and is is not happy with with TWRA in, in in that area, and and so I was I was doing a little bit of investigation before I called him back and and uh, the day that he wrote me this scathing thing, basically uh, he there were no ducks there. Well, I got pictures of yesterday when we were I'm trying to do a little bit of background and. <laughs> And there were like two or three hundred ducks in that area, and I'm like, hmm, it's it's, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it is timing. But I mean, it was I just I found it interesting that that we would throw in the towel on duck season within two weeks of the season opening, and so just trying to kind of do a little bit of investigation and and understanding the the ducks in the area and stuff like that. So it was pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I looked at TWRA's. Uh you know they buy, they do a bi-weekly check it's, it's out there on the web and uh-huh. uh and it was you know some numbers are increasing here and there some of them are falling down west tennessee's coming on pretty strong and uh, like i said Hawassi had some i know greg ashley up there you know manages that so uh, there's some ducks in the area you just have to be lucky enough to be where they want to be and right, right now it's just where we're at until we get the colder weather to freeze them out and we need ice up north along with some snow to push them down, but that that will happen. Our peaks always between Christmas and about January the tenth. So, right, right. Uh, I know the, cra- the cranes aren't here either. So, uh, yes. they're they're not. They haven't been pushed out of Illinois yet. Oh no, no, they're northern Missouri, uh, central Illinois, southern Illinois is still you know maxed out with numbers in Ohio. So we're, we've got some weeks left. But uh, for I forget it, um, April 6th is our Green Wing event. I want to encourage everybody to support that again with all the different groups that are involved. I, I don't want to, I know I'm going to forget some of them, but Sportsman's Warehouse is our sponsor again this year. And this year we're looking for 300 kids, where last year, you know, 200 plus, we had 256. So uh, that's awesome. No. And I spoke to Don obviously the other day, uh, Turkey Tennessee uh, Turkey Federation, and they're on board with us. Foundation and uh, Randy Meadows, I talked to him, so he's on back with the Rocky Mountain Elk. So, uh, like I said, this, we're looking to have a great event again, and uh, just kind of plugging that a little bit. Oh, absolutely! Also, I want to thank the community for the largest. Uh, DU Chattanooga DU chapter event we've ever had was this past October. Uh, 362 attended, and we netted $62,000 for the mission. So that was a great event. Man, that is awesome. And how did how were you happy with uh, Camp Jordan? Yes, I want to let everybody know we were happy. You know, it's 
easy to get in parking wise. Uh, people got in the door easy and out. Uh, you know, it's always a little bit of a challenge, but we're working on that. We were very happy with our provider of our food. Uh, and yes, we were uh, elated with them. And Don has called me about maybe trying to move theirs. He's thinking about it, I think. Uh, so, yes, we were very happy with them and, uh, and their effort and their support. Well, I'm, I'm, I, I was there not only to see your event, but to see how Camp Jordan worked for you too, because uh, I have an interest as well. So, yeah, that's great. Yeah, like I said, the NRA, I think it'd be a great venue for all of us. You know, a lot of us went to Stratton there for a while, and. I think we just kind of outgrew that, and uh, this one is a great place, great venue, great service. I mean, we were really happy with how it went down. Good deal. Uh, and got plenty of room in there. You know, you can spread out, so that, that's what we liked about it. Oh, absolutely. And it's a controlled atmosphere, too. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I definitely uh, I definitely was very happy with it. The food was great, too. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Stir did our food from uh, downtown, so... But anyway, I just want to let everybody know, like I say, it's the season's on, and it uh, takes dedication to get out there on a day like today. It is a ducky day, but uh, and I went yesterday with a friend. Place ten, it's been 10 years I've been there, or probably longer. We went in, killed a couple of woodies, and we felt very fortunate. Uh, you know, we used to say we used to go kill ducks, but now we're hunting ducks back to that again. So right. and it's a challenge sometimes. Well, maybe it'll be a little bit better here in a couple of weeks when the weather starts pushing this way. Will be. Thanks, Tony, for all y'all do for uh, BU and other organizations across the state. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Ross. Have a good day. See you. Ross Malone from Ducks Unlimited and uh, their Green Wing event, which I'm looking forward to again on April 6th. Mm-hmm. It was great last year. Oh, man, it was. All the kids, I mean... Kids just smiles everywhere. They were having a big time. Uh, like, and I, I, what were they shooting for? Was it two hundred? Yes. And had two fifty six. So they're shooting for three. Might as well get bigger. Hey, get bigger. I was going to tell Ross if he if he doesn't want to travel. Uh, there's a whole bunch of ducks in the slough in front of Chattanooga State. I'm not sure how. How how can you shoot them there? I I'm I'm not real sure. I'm not up. I, I don't think so. Is that the pond uh, right by your building or the pond over by the administration building? No, the slough in between the road and the school. There's that uh, if you come in on the there's that real swampy area. Oh, okay. I, I saw um, a couple of years ago I saw is the... It, is it school property at that point? Or is that... Is, I, I think it is. Is that navigable waters? Uh, No. No. I think it is school property at that point. But... um. A couple of years ago, I, I saw some weird-looking ducks, and I couldn't figure out what they were. I went down and um, got a pair of binoculars, and they were northern shovelers, which I had never actually seen them before. And they, they were interesting. I, and there was a pair of them there, and they were there for a little while, and then they took off. But they were there for several days. So there's a, quite a few ducks out in front of the sloughs at Chattanooga State. We, it, was, it was interesting. We had a, a, a pretty interesting discussion, which I actually was quite familiar with because we've had it come up here quite often uh in this area but uh hunting inside the city limits okay and uh, and so we got into the whole discussion about you know state law versus local law and all that right and and the point that finally got made by i think our attorney um 
It doesn't mean that you won't get arrested. Right, <laughs> right. It's, your defense is this. Yes. And and hopefully you can convince the uh, police officer that that is actually the law, but you may end up having to go to court to convince the judge or right. to explain to the judge that this is the law. The law is on your side, but, you know, it mean, again, you need to go before a judge, and that may take a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Hey, and, and, and with that, I want to do a shout-out to um, to all the law enforcement. We have a lot of law enforcement that listen. They don't call often, uh, but they're out there, uh, and I appreciate them. Uh, when I'm, it was a couple of weeks ago, I meant to do it then. I was driving in, and, of course, we come in at 4 o'clock in the morning. Right. And an unusually heavy police presence on the drive-in that day for whatever reason. Um, and, uh, I mean, they were just, they were everywhere. I probably saw seven or eight uh, police officers out there in, uh, on, on the drive-in. So it just kind of reminded me, it's, it's kind of nice to know that they're out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got your back. Yep. And that's a big shout-out to all the police officers out there. So, cool. All right, let's do the harvest report before we go to the break. All righty. Uh, this week, one hundred three thousand eight hundred eighty-two. Last this time last year, one hundred six thousand two hundred sixty-two. A difference of two thousand three hundred eighty. Wait a minute. You didn't. You didn't say this is the Ranger. Oh, I'm sorry. This is the official Ranger Dodd harvest report. Thank you. Sorry, Hamilton County. Uh, this week, one thousand three hundred sixty-five. We're off 10 from last year. Bledsoe, 697. We're off 11 from last year. Bradley, 705. No change from last year. Grundy, 645. Off 25 from last year. Marion County, 1,150. Up 95 from last year. Way to go, Marion. McMinn County, 1,171. Off 61 from last year. Meigs County, 872. Off 30. Monroe County, 722. Up 80 from last year. Way, way to go, Monroe. Polk County, 158, off 41 from last year. Ray County, 1,216, up 85 from last year. Ray. And 470 in Sequatchie County, off 17. Your top five counties in this state are Giles, Montgomery, Henry, Hickman, and Fayette. Hamilton fell one spot to number 28 statewide. The lowest county is Lake I looked it up. Where's Lake County? That's the most northwestern county where Real Foot Lake is because apparently the lake takes up the whole county and there's no land for There's there. no land in Lake County? No. That but, makes sense. Yeah. I mean, that lake is huge and it takes up a lot of that county and there's no there's no land for the deer. That's why everybody fishes. So So I wonder how it is for fishing and in, 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 in ducks. Ducks, I'm sure it's really great. Fishing, I know it's really great. Real Foot Lake is an awesome crappie and uh, bluegill shell crack. Oh, I got shell crackers out there. I mean, like big shell crackers. I've never duck hunted there. I got, uh, you know, Don Osi goes over there quite often, and uh, my buddies from Holland go over there quite often. I've never been to Real Foot hunting. Hmm. So. Very cypressy, I know that. I I was up in the area and fished uh up in the area and i know it's a lot of bottomland cypress type real swampy i mean literally I, you know you would you would not be surprised it's like something out of a movie you would not be surprised if like a brontosaurus just stepped out you know it's like the primeval early it's kind of what it looks like to me at least but 
I'm just saying. You're, you're, um, well, I mean, all those, all, all those dinosaurs. painting of the picture is very vivid. Thank you. All those dinosaur movies I I'm, saw as a kid I'm, are paying I'm, off now. I'm, I'm thinking Jurassic Park in Tennessee. Pretty much. Tony Sanders Outdoors. We'll be right back. Sportsman's Warehouse is a perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a 1,000 guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse. The great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. If you need any outdoor supplies, there's only one place to go, Sportsman's Warehouse. They have all the equipment you need, as well as a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. If you want a firearm, then check out the thousands of guns they have on the shelf. you don't see one you want, go to sportsmanswarehouse.com. Choose from over 6,700 models they have, and they will ship it directly to the store. Everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawn. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed specifically for this area and provide you with the knowledge to have the lawn that will be the envy of all your neighbors. Don't go buy a bag of something that may or may not work from a big box store. Beatty's has years of local knowledge and knows what will work in this area. Trust the local experts in fertilizer to assist you with your lawn. Make your neighbors really jealous. Call Beatty's. If you're a lawn care company owner or are on a landscaping group, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Call Beatty's for more information on bulk fertilizer for your lawn care company. Minimum quantities required. So whether you're a homeowner, lawn care company, or just like digging around in the yard, go with the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer. 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Look who joined us on Facebook. Pat Rose. Hall of Fame wrestler Pat Rose. Good morning, Pat. Hi, Pat. They have... uh, Fred Gunn is watching. Hello, Fred. Hi, Fred. William Pettyjohn is watching. He's been there since the morning. Big shout out to our buddy Ben Byer. Thinking about Ben this week for I don't know what caused me to start thinking about old Ben. Ben's out there 
uh, rehabbing with some uh, health issues, but always encouraging. He he is the most encouraging fellow I've met. That's true. Uh, I mean, I, I made the post yesterday real late last night about, well, hey, what, this is what we're going to do uh, today on the show, and, and Ben shared it, and as he always does. So, Ben, uh, just thinking about you, buddy. Appreciate you, and uh, and hope you're doing well. So, uh, speaking of what I said we were going to talk about, we probably need to talk about that. You want to talk about it now, or you want to talk about it later? You have no idea what I'm talking about. I have no idea what you're talking about at this point. What, okay. We've talked. We've. I didn't tag you in one post, and you just. You, it's clear that you missed it. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Sure. Richard wrote an article that. Ah, yes. Uh, that 18 years ago he. TVA did this whole way to enjoy um, their property in, in the waters and stuff. And nowhere did they mention hunting. And now they do. Hmm. Uh, this article can be found on News Channel 9 under Richard Sims. But it was, it's, there is a lot of hunting opportunities uh, in, in on, and around TVA property. Oh, yeah. And most people don't think about it or know about it. And I, I agree with that. I mean, you know, the only problem is a lot of their land is man. They TVA. Most people don't realize that TVA does have biologists, and they're you know they're trying to mitigate the the uh, the dams and the impact those have on the environment. Their, with their job is flood control, right? And power generation, right? That's their primary job. But you know, they still want to have wildlife, fish, and, and other things. And the TVA biologists work, I'm sure, really well with the uh, TWA biologists. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say they know each other. I'll put it that way. No, they have to. Yeah. Uh, and, and they are much more attuned to wildlife than, especially fish. Yes. Than, uh, than they're given credit for a lot. Yeah. I will say that. Especially when sometimes when you have a, a dam issue, uh, and that's not cursing this early in the morning. When you have a dam issue of, uh, let's say, uh, deoxygenation. It's, it's not cursing, but I'm going to do it twice. <laughs> deoxygenation of the water or uh, higher water temps or flow, minimum flow uh, during a hot period of time to ensure, you know, they work with TVA and TWRA work together to try and mitigate any major problems. Right. I've seen them do that. And right. That, that, I think, is good cooperation. Uh. But there is a lot of public land, and and one thing that that Richard pointed out in his article, and a lot of it is accessible only by boat, mm-hmm. ergo, not very crowded. True. So, I've often thought about going out and hunting deer on some of those islands out there. Deer swim, get can get on the island out there in the middle of the water. You've got a uh, a captive audience. True. Deer, well, sw- deer not swim. real captive. They can still swim away. Yeah, but they do swim real well. And uh, I don't know if you know this. You probably know this, but, you know, the deer hair is hollow. I know that. And I've got a good friend of mine that ties flies, and he, <laughs> he explains to me that, that deer hair will help the fly float. Right. So if it will help a fly float, imagine a whole animal covered in deer hair. Like Which a, would help a, like a, a deer. an animal float. Yeah. So. I have listened. I you're not just decorations for the show. Okay, I appreciate that. I listen. I'm useful besides decorative. I like it. So, anyway, good article. And um, when you think about, does TVA own 
all the land? They own they own land the entire the entire waterways. They own land, even if it's just a buffer zone. Right. So they own a lot of land. Yeah. And they own a lot of land that is not owned necessarily on the water. As a matter of fact, there's a there's a place near where you live, and and we looked at it because I wanted to hunt it. Yeah. And, oh. And we couldn't hunt there for some reason. Yeah, it's TVA property, and but it is considered no hunting. Yeah, it's you can do everything but hunt. On that, on that particular piece. There's a lot of land that you can hunt. The only question I have is that, well, and I mean, maybe we need to bring a TWRA guest in at some point. TWRA, TVA. TWRA, because my question is, they've got to deal with the TVA in certain areas, but they've also got to deal with the Corps of Engineers. Like in Middle Tennessee, most of the dams are Corps of Engineers. Some of them are TVA, and, you know, I'm sure they have to maintain relationships with both of these government organizations for lack of a better term so i'm i would like to talk to them about you know how they from a fishing aspect how they work with the core of engineers and work with tva to ensure everybody's happy which they can't do because nobody nobody somebody's gonna be unhappy somewhere but i think that's uh really interesting that because i had the same question when i when you know, i when they told me about this article i had seen it if TVA has certain properties of land. Does the Corps have buffer zones, too? And if so, is that federal? These are questions that I just came up I with. I guess up. it probably would be. I don't know. You know, and something else that I would like to, to, to get in here for our listeners, I don't quite understand all of the federal land, that you what you can do on it as far as hunting and not hunting. It is, it is rather uh, um, convoluted. Yeah, because, you know, you talk about... Uh, well, you got a couple of organizations. You got Bureau of Land Management, which I think is you can do about anything you want to on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you have national parks, and you have you know, so you got all these different lands, and uh, and it may be too complicated to try to do. Maybe you just to bring in and talk about one at a time. Right. But when you look at lands around here, the National Chickamauga National Battlefield, you can't hunt on it. I know right. that. National Forest? Uh, I'm not sure. No, and you can. Yeah, in certain parts. Yeah, and, and so that's that's the part that it gets it gets really complicated. And I got friends that that hunt uh, national land a lot. Um, you know, and some of the bear hunting is on national lands, and it just it gets it gets kind of convoluted. And uh, and one of the things that I hear as a commissioner all the time is, you know, we don't have enough places to hunt, whatever. Uh, and, and I don't, you know, one of the things I want to do is make more hunting available to people. Uh, but TWRA owns a little bit over 600,000 acres. We manage another 400,000. So we have a, a little bit over a million acres under wildlife management. Uh, and a lot of that is in our area, in well, our area, East Tennessee. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and and some of it is, is very controlled, like uh, the, the elk zones, North Cumberland and things like that. But, I mean, it's just, it's really, uh, it gets it gets kind of convoluted when you start trying to figure out where you can and cannot do things and stuff like that. Right. And, I mean, there's, what I love about here, there's these little pocket areas. Uh, there's one out on um, Cassandra Smith. If you make a right down a dirt road, there's a big dove field that they set up every year down there. Mm-hmm. V- uh, Varner track. Varner track. Yeah. Um, there's one out on Lower Mill Road. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all part of the North Chick. Right. And um, I 
I park in that parking lot and then walk across the street and jump in the river and fish it. It's not a river. It's a creek. 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 Stream. Body of unnavigable water. I can tell you it's unnavigable. Mm, technically, it's navigable. You just got to... Have a chainsaw and no trolling motor. No, you better not. <laughs> yeah, cut. I know. You, you better I not know. cut anything. I went by there the other day, and there's two new trees that have fallen, and I'm, uh, I was looking at it for spring. I'm already getting ready for spring brim fishing, if that tells you where I, my mindset was. There's t- two trees that have fallen, and they're in the river now, and I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to cast, you know, this part of the tree, and, you know, I'm sure by the time spring rolls around, you know, this will be underwater, and so I've been, I've been scout, brim scouting. Cool. <laughs> So anyway, there's a, there's a lot of land like that that you can make access to and mm-hmm. have access to. So, all right, man, the morning is flying by. It is, and we haven't even got into all of the. Oh, we've got some. We got a lot of dirty hippie news. We got idiots outside too. You'll, idiots you'll love that outdoors. one. Idiot idiots outside is for Rob Jeeves up in New York. So. <coughs> I think we I think we need to do that when we come back. Just uh, all right. Go out of the top of this hour with with the idiot because it is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I, I just think just think if if you've seen the movie Tommy Boy, think <laughs> of, think about that. Yeah. And then we'll come back and uh, and and explain some idiots outside uh, in New York for Rob Jeeves out of New York. He'll appreciate this. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go pay a bill. Tony Sanders outdoors. We'll be right back. Like a good neighbor is not just a saying, it exactly describes my friend Rodney Allen. For nearly 20 years, my family has relied on Rodney for all of our insurance needs. He's been there when my kids were learning to drive, when my wife had been hit by a few deer, and when I needed life insurance to protect my family, as well as when my grandson was born. As you can see, he's not just our agent, he's part of our life. Rodney Allen, 423-847-3881. Like a good friend, Rodney will be there for your family too. 423-847-3881. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawns. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed for this area and provide you with knowledge to have a lawn that is the envy of all your neighbors. If you're a lawn care company owner, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Go to the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. Was this the guy that was the, the big black guy that in the voodoo for James Bond? No. Was it not? No, this is Tony the Tiger. This guy did the same voice as Tony the Tiger. Gotcha. Okay. I uh, cannot think of his name off the top of my head. It'll oh. come to me probably in the break or something. All right. Hey, I got it. I got it uh, uh, on, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who don't know, we, we Facebook live stream uh, every uh, every week. And I got a, a message from Alan Hudson. Killed my first deer ever two weeks ago. Hadn't hunted in 31 years. Then I found you all and said it's time to get in the woods again. Thanks for firing me back up. And he sent a picture, posted a picture of his deer. That's awesome. That is really cool. I, I mean, that is, that's that's kind of cool. Yeah. Now, Alan, just for you, how about some New York idiots outside? 
This is from, uh, I would say, from our reporter, Rob G's, but he did not give this to me, but I'm sure he would have <laughs> if he had known about it. Two New York hunters have been smacked with a fine after an undead deer they had shot illegally hopped out of the back of the pickup truck, creating a danger on the road and a perfect trails for authorities to catch them on Thanksgiving night. On November 22nd, law enforcement officials in the town of Bernie, or Burn, no, Burn. in Albany County, stopped a pickup truck with two male passengers inside after a witness spotted them shooting from the truck and then drive off, the state's uh, Department of Environmental Conf- Conservation reports. Uh, according to the outlet, the responding ECO officer uh, found fresh blood on the tailgate and rear of the vehicle. Um, according to the outlet, the unnamed hunters told the officer that the four-point buck ran in front of their vehicle as they slowed down on Brant Hollow Road, prompting one of the passengers to shoot out of the driver's side window, attempting to kill the deer. So they're blaming the victim. Right. Believing gotcha. the animal would be dead, the men loaded the deer into the bed of the pickup truck and drove away. But the deer had other plans. The deer was not dead, and approximately one mile down the road, the deer jumped out of the bed of the truck. They turned around to look for the animal and were stopped by deputies as they tried to flee. The wounded deer was located and soon put down. Uh, Police (laughs) seized two rifles, two spotlights from the illegal hunters, and soon discovered that both of the men had criminal records. One of the suspects had an arrest warrant already pending, and the other had had past hunting violations. Uh, they were charged with a whole bunch of things here. Uh, let's see here. Two days later, on November 24th, three more dead deer were found near the scene of the crime, with evidence indicating they were likely connected with the illegal hunters, and moving forward, more additional charges may be filed against these two. That's pretty funny. Now, let me say, they're not hunters. They're poachers. Yes. Uh, I, I really hate it. Um... You know, one of the things that they like to say is hunters shot the stop signs up. Uh, excuse me, Mm-mm. there's not a season for stop signs. I have not ever seen a hunter shoot a stop sign. All right. No. So at that point, you're not a hunter. Well, these guys are not hunters. They're poachers. Right. Hey, that, but, <laughs> deer jumping up. <laughs> hey, I'm not dead. I'm getting out. I'm not dead yet. <laughs> and then, the, so I wonder if they got charged with creating a, a traffic situation, too. Uh, let's see here. Doesn't matter. That's pretty good. I'm hoping. No. Uh, they got charged for discharging a firearm from a, a, a motor vehicle. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, taking deer with the aid of light, shooting within 500 feet of a dwelling, discharging from a public road, loaded gun in a motor vehicle, taking by means not specified, and taking deer from a motor vehicle. Well, good. I hope they throw the book at them. Well, apparently they've already done to one of them already. So, <laughs> so there you go. Um, that's the guy who's oh, saying gotcha. that. Thank you. Uh, so that, that's that's pretty good. So, anyway, I uh, thought that was a funny story. I can just see the deer in the back of the pickup truck, you know, kind of waking up, going. <laughs> so, for your educational purposes, do not shoot deer out of moving vehicles in New York. Tennessee or any other state for that matter it's illegal mm-hmm. and the singer of Mr. Grinch was Thurl Ravenscroft Ravenscroft how did you know that that's that's amazing I just came to you while I was reading the story you know I, 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 I still don't know the James Bond guy 
Maybe I'll research that while we're at the break. He was also the 7-Up guy. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Idiots outside when we come back. Later on, we'll conspire as we dream. Don't stop that podcast now. That's only one half of the show. We'll be right back with the second half of Tony Sanders Outdoors. If you need any outdoor supplies, there's only one place to go, Sportsman's Warehouse. They have all the equipment you need, as well as a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. If you want a firearm, then check out the thousands of guns they have on the shelf. you don't see one you want, go to sportsmanswarehouse.com. Choose from over 6,700 models they have, and they will ship it directly to the store. Everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Spring will soon be here, and you know what that means, grilling and barbecues. You can get everything you need at Don's Meat Shop, 648 Dixon Pike. Don has steaks such as T-bone, porterhouse, ribeyes, and many, many more. You can pick up kebabs, chicken, burgers, pork chops, roasts, or fish, and try out their seafood. Be sure to try their summer sausage snack sticks. Don has quality meats and great cooking advice, so give them a call at 423-842-1256. Don's is open six days a week, closed Tuesdays. Check them out at donsmeatshop.com and be sure to like them on Facebook. Tighten your life vest, wrap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. Welcome back. Hour number two of Tony Sanders Outdoors this early December morn. Wet morn. 100% chance of rain. Uh, pretty sure that that means you're going to get wet if you're going out hunting, like our buddy Ross Malone was earlier today, going out duck hunting. Mm-hmm. Ducks don't care. Fish don't care. Nope. Just go on. Get on out. Enjoy the outdoors. Go to Sportsman's Warehouse. Make sure you got some good rain gear. Yeah, most definitely there. Then head out. That's all there is to it. Make sure your waders don't have holes in them this time of year either. Yeah, cold water rushing in through the hole in the waders is not good. Yeah, I had that experience in Arkansas. I took I was took a guy who'd never gone fly fishing before fly fishing. I was in the water about maybe three or four minutes, and my foot kind of felt a little moist, and then it went numb cold, and then I realized I had water coming in at a massive rate into my waders. Um, I knew better than to take them off because I knew my body temperature would heat the water that was in there. And, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I just toughed it out. Well, we fished for several hours and then, you know, I've got wet socks. So I stopped by the, a fly shop up there and bought a pair of socks and, uh, you know, changed socks and my pants legs were all wet and everything. Got home and tried to identify the hole so I could fix it. In the neoprene booty of my waders were five very small puncture holes the cat had been pulling its claws on the neoprene and had torn a hole (coughs) in the uh, boot of the waiter which caused them to leak which was very uncomfortable so you're saying your cat did it yep it was very i mean it was literally you could see where the cat had pulled their claws on it and i did not check them before i went fishing so interesting i couldn't see it but anyway um trying to think 
What else do you need to check this time? Make sure your raincoat doesn't leak, too, if it's been hanging up for a while. Right. Check the seams on it. All right. Hey, good morning. You're on the air. Good morning. Uh, a while ago, you were talking about some guys that got gotten arrested for illegal hunting, and you were reading off some of the charges they had. Uh-huh. And I didn't, I didn't quite hear it all, but you said something about Discharging the firearm within so many feet of a dwelling? Well, that was in New York. It was 500 oh. feet. In Tennessee, it's uh, it's 100 yards. And, and, and this is a big discussion people don't understand. It's 100 yards if you're hunting on public land. But if, okay. you're, hunting, if you're hunting on your own land, uh-huh. you can sit on the back porch, drink coffee, and, and shoot all you okay. want. That's what I was wondering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's public land only. Uh, yeah. All right, man. Appreciate the information. No, no problem at all. Thank you. Bye. And that was one of the big discussions we were having yesterday is uh, we've got a, a friend who uh, we've hunted at. He calls the show every once in a while. Mm-hmm. We can literally sit on his back deck. I have done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, drink coffee and sit on his back deck and, and have an opportunity to harvest a deer right there. And that's perfectly legal. Uh, but if I'm on, you know, one of the, the biggest calls that we get this time of the year is people that have homes on the water and somebody pulls into their slough and hunts ducks and they don't like being awakened at sunrise by duck hunters. So they call in and, and complain that they're hunting within the the safety zone, the hundred yards, and and they literally go out and measure and uh, know they're perfectly fine. Right. And so that's one of the big issues we get into. So, um, but the five hundred feet that we were talking about was New York. That's their law up there. Yeah, and it differs from state to state. Exactly. So you need to know your local yep. uh, hunting guide. Need to read it when it comes out. All right. Um, PETA, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, is their original or real name, is second. Um, I, I don't know which one I dislike more, PETA or the Humane Society. If I hear one more daggum Sarah McLaughlin song, I swear. Okay. So you're, you're anti-Humane Society. Now, I, always, I, I hate that I have to do this. I'm not talking about your local humane society. We have a humane society here in town that does a good job with pets. Uh, Ty Federico, I don't know if he's still um, in the head of that or not. He was for many years a veterinarian who's a big hunter. Comes into He's come in and done the show several times uh, through the years. Uh, he runs that. The Humane Society that runs your uh, your Sarah McLaughlin commercials on Hallmark and all that stuff is is a completely different organization that does nothing to help the little the local organizations. They do nothing. Uh, and I, was it PETA or was it Humane Society, which is the largest killer of animals? PETA. PETA. And so it's not that I have a problem with. PETA's um, quote mission um, 
it's their hypocrisy on their mission. Right. Okay. And I think they take it way too far. And, well, I do have problems with the the uh, the terroristic activity. I have no problem with the naked model in the in the um, don't wear fur don't wear fur campaigns. Yeah. That, that get into the cage. I have no problem with that at all. Okay, I, never bothered me a bit. I've seen it a couple of times. Or lettuce actually, bikini. Actually, went back a couple of times <laughs> just to make sure I was seeing what I was seeing. Yeah. Uh, or the lettuce bikini. I have no problem with any of that. But I do have a problem with some of their stuff. I do have a problem with the fact that they are the largest killers of dogs and cats. Mm-hmm. So they're, the people for the ethical treatment of animals is the largest killer of dogs and cats. Do you hear what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The irony in that. So with that said, I no longer call them that. I call them people eating tasty animals, so that's the part of PETA I'm part of. Um, But with that said, they have come up with uh, a couple of things. Yes. The first one is they want to replace anti-animal language in everyday conversations. Uh, It basically is, they're saying it includes racism and homophobia, and words matter. So the examples they gave, instead of saying, kill two birds with one stone, Feed two birds with one scone. If you said, I'm going to be the guinea pig. Isn't that, isn't that, isn't that, should you give birds, um, should you give wildlife domesticated food? No. So we probably shouldn't feed them a scone. Probably not. I, you realize I'm going to talk about okay, everything, that's all right? right. Uh, I'm going to be the guinea pig. Be the test tube. That's stupid. Yeah. Be the dead horse. Feed a fed horse. Which, if it's already fed and you're force-feeding it now, that's yeah. kind of like, isn't that like what Did they... Did any rain? Yeah. Okay. Bring home the bacon. I like that one. Uh, bring home the bagels. Um, okay. Not quite the same. No. I, I like bagels, but I like bagels with bacon on it better. Bacon-flavored bagels. Ooh, there we go. Ooh, yeah, there All we right. go. Take the bull by the horns. Okay, now, I don't know if you've been... Around, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, that's right. Take the bull by the horns. Take the flowers by the thorns. Okay. Now. Doesn't have quite the same meaning. No. Uh, now, I I don't know if you've ever been around a bull. Mm-hmm. Uh, I stumbled on TV last night, a own TV bull auction. Okay. Don't ask me why or where. I'm not going there. But they they did. Okay. And, I mean, they were selling bulls for three thousand dollars a pop for breeding purposes yeah which is what my buddy uh commissioner brian mclaren does he sells i mean his bulls are very not cheap yes because they're very pedigreed pedigreed yes but number one taking a bull by the horns Mm -hmm. doesn't hurt the bull Mm -mm. probably gonna hurt you before it hurts the bull yeah um, I'm 205. I'm about to latch on to something that's, oh, what, 1,500, 2,000? Exactly. And, that ain't going to work out and, well. And can and toss you aside like you were a piece of paper? Yep. Uh, now, I, I just, no, just, go ahead. he did say you can grab them in the nostrils and control them. I'm not going to be the one to test if you, that if you don't, If you don't miss. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, you got to be quick on that one. Um, as far as these, these things, these, uh, 
they want us to change our language and stop using anti-animal language. Now, I thought to myself, you know, this is the straw that breaks the camel's back. And we should stop. Oh, so you can't say that. Yeah, I can. I just did. No, you can't. Because there is more than one way to skin a cat. Oh, you can't say that. Oh, okay. And and I guess one of my favorite sayings is, go out, kill it, and drag it home probably doesn't work either. Kill it and grill it probably is not in their vocabulary either. Anyway, (laughs) these people are are just unreal. The other one they did, um, (laughs) in the township, uh, this is in South New Jersey. South Jersey. Uh, Stafford Township, uh, PETA has put up a billboard that says, it's got a picture of a fish on it, I'm me, not meat. See the individual. Go vegan. And they put them up between several fish markets in uh, the Stafford Township Okay. because many of the residents there are of Italian descent. And traditionally, Italian Americans celebrate Christmas Eve with the Feast of Seven Fishes. And you always eat fish. I did not know that. Well, yeah, and you eat a lot of seafood because Christmas Eve is a meatless feast day. You can't eat meat, so but you can't eat fish. You can't eat red meat or chicken, but you can eat fish, which is why we had oyster casserole my entire life growing up on Christmas Eve. That's really weird. So, anyway, just like humans, fish feel pain and value their own lives. Not very long. They deserve our compassion, said Colleen O'Brien, vice president of PETA, in a statement. And the PETA billboard encourages everybody to celebrate the holidays with a vegan meal. Yeah, I'm going to, the feast of the tofu. I think (laughs) not. Yeah, we always had uh, meatless Christmas Eve at our house. We had oyster casserole. We had usually uh, flounder or something like that, or salmon, one of the two. Okay. I'm just saying. I don't understand that, but that's okay. Well, I, I was a kid. I didn't have any input into the meal. But after, unfortunately, after my dad died, my mom asked if there was any traditions that we wanted to change. We looked at each other, and the first thing we said was, get rid of the oyster casserole. <laughs> we still had fish for the rest of the time. We still have fish on Christmas Eve at mom's house. So. Really? Mm-hmm. Trout? Salmon? Uh, salmon. So, Which is... Trout, salmonoid, so Re- recast trout. Yeah, big trout. All right, <laughs> let's go. Go pay a bill, and uh, when we come back, we won't be talking about PETA anymore. Tony Sanders outdoors. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawn. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed specifically for this area and provide you with the knowledge to have the lawn that will be the envy of all your neighbors. Don't go buy a bag of something that may or may not work from a big box store. Beatty's has years of local knowledge and knows what will work in this area. Trust the local experts in fertilizer to assist you with your lawn. Make your neighbors really jealous. Call Beatty's. If you're a lawn care company owner or are on a landscaping group, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Call Beatty's for more information on bulk fertilizer for your lawn care company. Minimum quantities required. So whether you're a homeowner, lawn care company, or just like digging around in the yard, go with the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer. 
472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at 80sfertilizer.com. Like a good neighbor is not just a saying. It exactly describes my friend, Rodney Allen. For nearly 20 years, my family has relied on Rodney for all of our insurance needs. He's been there when my kids were learning to drive, when my wife had been hit by a few deer, and when I needed life insurance to protect my family, as well as when my grandson was born. As you can see, he's not just our agent. He's part of our life. Rodney Allen, 423-847-3881. Like a good friend, Rodney will be there for your family too. 423-847-3881. The snowman, he's a jolly, happy soul With a corncob pipe and a button nose And two eyes made out of coal If we play this uh, Christmas music, don't have to worry about stupid Facebook um, censoring us for copyright violations. We do or don't? No. Why? Because the copyright's expired on all, most of all of these songs. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Uh, now, you may have some performance copyrights that they'll flag us on, but who knows? I guess I'm tired of dealing with them. Yeah. And and, and we said we're, we, we're streaming on Facebook Live. We're waving to you right now. Morning. Um, I just realized I'm looking at the camera. I don't need to wear black. Yeah, you mentioned that. My hair is awful white, and it makes it even look worse. Well, that was like the day we had the guests in, and the camera was behind me, and it was shooting. I didn't have a bald spot, thank God, but I looked... Back of my hair looks like somebody had taken salt and pepper. It kind of looked like salt and pepper just everywhere. And I thought, when did I go that gray? Good Lord. Yeah. So. And apparently I got a big patch back there, too, just like a hole of solid gray. And I'm like, I'm not looking forward to this. Back here somewhere. You are getting older. Yeah, pretty much. I guess a BC alternative, not getting older. (laughs) He's dead. I mean, yeah. That's true. Now, there was a great story. This, you know. How many, how many people out there, uh, you know, shop at Amazon? Raise your hand. Okay. Two of us. Oh, I don't know how many people out there listen. Okay. Well, oh, I, I wonder how many people driving down the road raise their hand. Yeah. <laughs> I do. <laughs> if you shop at Amazon, honk. You know. Yeah, blow your horn right now if you shop at Amazon. Anyway, uh, I thought this was kind of a humorous story. Not so much what happened. Mm-hmm. But the reaction of the media <laughs> around yeah. it. Uh, if you've never dealt with bear spray before, just take our word for it that it's nothing to play around with. Uh, look what happened at an Amazon warehouse after a robot accidentally punctured a single can of stuff, sending 24 workers to the hospital. <laughs> it got into their air conditioning system, so it went throughout the building. I'm thinking the robot was a part you know, of a – it was a robot takeover, and they knew it would go into the ventilation system. Um or, it's uh, Skynet. It's happening maybe, right maybe now. Maybe it was Amazon's way of trying to say, hey, we need more robots and less workers. Yeah, it could be. You never know. Never know. The robots didn't take off. Uh, today at our Robbinsville uh, Fulfillment Center, a damaged aerosol can dispensed strong fumes. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't read that with a straight face. Dispensed strong fumes in a contained area of the facility. The safety of our employees is top priority. And as such, all the employees in that area have been relocated to a safe place and employees are experiencing symptoms are being treated on site. As a precaution, some employees have been transported to the hospital for evaluation. Now, in, in all seriousness, uh, well, I'll get back to seriousness in a minute. Uh, so what happened was is they have these robots that are running around picking shipments. Right. And apparently there was a can of bear spray that was 
either not positioned well on the robot or positioned incorrectly on one of the shelves. And when the robot went by it, it punctured it. Right. Sending bear spray out into the atmosphere. One person was in critical condition, and I don't know what happened to them. I don't know if it was a, a, a an allergic reaction. I mean, if you got doused in cinnamon, what kind of reaction would you have? Because uh, you're highly allergic to cinnamon. Yeah, my eyes would It'd probably be like drinking a nice cup of mace. Yep. Okay. So this person, uh, and, and this is the all seriousness part, this, the one person had was in critical condition. I don't know if they had a reaction. I don't know if they had a stress reaction to the situation, thinking something like, uh, you know, the, the the attacks that we've had where the people have shipped. Uh, uh, or maybe they had a pre-existing condition like asthma or something. It, it, I don't know. Yeah. But one person was in critical condition, and, and so I do not know what happened there. But it did get into... It did get into the uh, the ventilation system, so it went throughout the building uh, and made several people sick. And your, your number said how many? 24? 24. I thought it was like 40-something. Oh, well, this was a couple of days ago. The number may have gone up. So, uh, so. anyway, it was a – but now the funny thing is bear spray is pretty mild. Yes. It, it contains 1% to 2% of the pepper or the capsaicin. That um, which is what's in mace, right? Right. That's the irritant chemical. The, it, a bear spray contains one to two percent. Uh, personal protection for yourself contains uh, ten to twenty percent, or ten ten percent, and then you get higher as you go into the military and stuff like that. But about ten percent for military has stronger. Yeah, they've got some significantly stronger stuff. Cool. Can you get it? No, cannot get it. And if I was going to get anything from the military, I'd get, like, one of those deck guns off of one of those, like, World War II battleships. You know, I, I'm a, I want to shoot one of those one day, you know, where you have to load, like, three Volkswagens worth of black powder in there and then launch some <laughs> projectile 7 to 14 miles away. So, why do I want bear spray? Because it's got more volume than... Yes. The, is that why it's cheaper Yes. per spray than, like, a mace? Yes. And from what I understand from my research on it, the bear spray, and I've carried it before, it's more like a fire extinguisher, like a, think of like a CO2 extinguisher where you get this cloud uh, that goes out in like a cone, whereas personal protection mace is like a very small stream and you're aiming for the eyeballs and the face area so you can control the stream better when you depress it. And it's usually bear sprays and aerosol, uh, the mace that most people carry in their purse or their pocket is more of a water stream than an aerosol wouldn't i want that though for bear spray too wouldn't i want to be able to control and aim because when you're talking a a vapor cloud i'm thinking not a lot of distance Uh, i'm wanting you know my my hornet spray or or my wasp spray is like 20 or 30 feet mm -hmm. that's what i'm wanting that's about what you get with the bear spray you get a cone about that far the personal mace i don't know how i don't know how far it'll shoot but um you know we've had the debate on why you wouldn't want 10 percent for a bear i think the the sound of the can going off and the mist is meant to deter the bear not hurt the bear i think that's the thing what does but, it sound like when it goes off uh it makes a pretty loud hissing noise i've i've seen them use it on on uh youtube before i've seen people practicing with it and stuff 
spraying themselves. Yeah, well, no. spraying spraying their spouse down. Yeah. yeah, for those of you who hadn't heard this story, I got asked in uh, Wyoming. I got checked for license uh, by one of the park rangers, and they said, "Yeah, we had fun last week." I said, "What happened?" Apparently, two German tourists didn't understand the concept of bear mace, and the they thought it was like off. And the husband uh, pulled the pin and was hosing down his wife to uh, make sure the the bears didn't come and they didn't understand the concept of that and he hosed her down in the parking lot she ended up going to the hospital i wouldn't think so you know she got something great for christmas um probably divorced (laughs) could be i mean sorry if they did stay married all she she could end any argument by saying bear spray in german so yeah i agree so anyway all right uh it's time to go pay a bill (laughs) And uh, have we done all the dirty hippie news? I believe we've done all the dirty hippie news. Um, I think we have uh, beaten that horse to death. Oh, man. See, you got Pete upset again. I'm sorry, Peter. No, you're not. No, I'm not. All right. Sorry, y'all. We'll be right back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Sportsman's Warehouse is a perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a 1,000 guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse. The great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Just uh, saw a good friend coming in. Going to be on uh, the next show outside with Cindy. Ronnie Dodd from Dodd and Associates Training gave Rob and I a Christmas present. Mm-hmm. Introduction to Handgun Shooting by Mr. Dodd, who is probably knows more about shooting than most of us, I would say. I would agree. He's trained a few people. I like this. Gun safety rules. What gun is best for me? What's the objective? Types of handguns. Fundamentals. Ammunition. Safety. Cleaning. Holsters. Love it. So there you go. Thank you, Mr. Dodd. I look forward to it. I'll go home and watch this today. Mm-hmm. See if I can get better shooting. Speaking of shooting, uh, you know, one of the things I get asked all the time, because I, 
I don't do it much on this show, um, but I do get into a lot of discussions with people, anti-gun people and stuff. And I, this is what I posted on Facebook. I'm often asked, you know, about when guns are used to protect people. And if you're a member of the NRA, which if you're not, shame on you. But if you remember the NRA, every month in their magazine, they have a two-page or three-page thing called Armed Citizen. And it's just news reports. The NRA doesn't add comments. Uh, they just take articles out of various newspapers around the country where someone defended their lives with, uh, with a gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they publish that. Well, in this case, um, an inmate who had escaped earlier from a South Carolina jail was shot and killed by a woman after he kicked in her back door, the local sheriff said. The inmate, still in his orange jumpsuit, had grabbed a knife-sharpening tool from the woman's kitchen and headed towards her bedroom around 3 a.m. on Tuesday. That would be a fatal mistake. Mm -hmm. And the sheriff also said this was a big guy. If she hadn't had a weapon there, no telling what would have happened. She basically uh, had gone through the concealed carrying course permit he was shot in the head and died there so drt dead right there um i am not making light of the situation but good for her Mm -hmm. good for her uh and 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 i feel for her um i'm sorry we've seen too much about post-traumatic stress killing somebody is I would imagine traumatic. I've never done it. I hope I never have to. I would like to think I could if I if it was my right. life versus theirs. Right. Um and, and so I do feel for her from that perspective because I mean here she was just asleep in her bed and doing her, you know, leave me alone stuff and this guy comes in and he just picked the wrong place. Yeah. And what freaks me out is he has no problem with killing but yet She's going to have to live with a, the thought of, he, he probably would have killed her. Uh, probably. And and not even lost a minute of sleep nope. about it. And she shot him in the head, and she's going to have to live with that the rest of her life. And it seems like the responsible people are the ones who end up. Uh, but the beauty of it is, she gets to live her life to deal yes, with it. Yes, so, she does. Yes, she does. There was another one I, I saw on Facebook. It's funny. This uh, This guy came in to rob a liquor store. Did you see this one? I'm not sure. And. It was a woman and her daughter there in the liquor store, and they both were um, permit permitted mm-hmm. carriers. So this guy comes in with a shotgun, and it was so funny to watch this video because they 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 kind of held their hands up and backed away and let him get whatever he was at. They were they were leaving him alone. Mm-hmm. All right, he left the video. Mm-hmm. Uh, and was going towards the front door. And in the meantime, they came behind the counters and retrieved their guns. I've seen that. Okay, yeah, I have seen that one. And so he comes back. And so they start shooting him. And it was like, good for them. Yeah. And uh, But it was it was weird. They shot him like five times. Right. And uh, they finally got uh, ended up at the hospital. But <laughs> Unreal. So... That was that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I've got a uh, updated, very updated, as in yesterday, uh, Teleco Hatchery Stocking Report. 
and the Teleco River is fishing great right now. Water level's a little bit high, but it's clear, and there are plenty of delayed harvest trophies. No, it's going to rain for the next 24 hours, so. True. may cloud up a little bit, but as of yesterday, it was still clear but high. Uh, you can pick up one of, hopefully catch one of the uh, delayed harvest trophies. The Teleco staff has been getting excellent reports from the North River. Grupco Pond was stocked this week with some nice trout, averaging just under one pound each. And you got to be young or old to fish there, mm-hmm. or handicapped. Uh, Teleco staff added capable. F- yep, that would be a good place to take your kids from Orange Grove, wouldn't it? I would think so. It'd be a haul up there, but yeah, it would. Uh, that would probably be a really good place because I've been up there. I've seen the pond. It's yeah. easy access and. Exactly. Uh, um, I bet that would be. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm not sure what the licensing requirements for that would be, but. Yeah, I've, that's where we ran into problems because uh, once the pay late that we w- used to go to shut down, we we haven't taken the boys in a while. Uh, because of the licensing issue, most of them are um, would require, I, I well, they're old enough, they would require a license, but I don't know how we would get all the information because they can't purchase a license, most of them, because of their mental capacity. So th- th- there's a lot of ins and outs, and we've been... I've been work, trying to work with people and see how that would go, but that's that's a whole other. You know who you need to call? My commissioner? Your wildlife commissioner. Okay. I bet he can do some stuff there. Yeah. Isn't it, it, and I'm I'm drawing a blank, and maybe you can tell, I mean, since you are the commissioner and all, are all knowing about everything in the outdoors, right? or at least you get blamed for everything, mm-hmm. isn't there a license for uh, there is. mentally challenged or disabled? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Um. And it's, um, I don't know, I don't think it's that difficult to get. Okay. But I am going to actually shoot an email before we leave today to our head of our licensing and, and, and talk to them. I actually spoke um, to Director Carter about this. And there's, and, and if I'm not mistaken, I have to go back and look at my emails. If I'm not mistaken, the director can wave a magic wand and wave the licensing requirement, which I think is the route we were going for your guys. Yeah, I think so. I think yeah, I think I, re- I recall something about that. There was a possibility of it, like a day they can say, okay, yep, good to go. So I don't know how that would work with Teleco, but, you know, the Green Pond, like you said, it would take a, it'd be a haul. That would be a cool place to take them. Oh, yeah. And I'll tell you what, they've added a few Teleco trophies, which are the big uh, brood stock. Uh, to Green Co. Pond as well. So if you're heading up there, if you've got a kid and you want to see some fun, bring them up to Green Co. Pond up at the Teleco. There'll be smiles all around. There you go. Cool. Uh, what else? Uh, let's see here. Uh, I've got the updated, as of two days ago, uh, Chickamauga Fishing Report, largemouth bass. Uh, if you're stirring up mud with your trolling motor, you're in the right spot. Uh, spinnerbaits, topwater baits, lipless uh, lures and square bills, smallmouth, uh, get to the river shallow banks and cast crankbaits or slow roll of spinnerbait. Uh, crappie are okay. Striped bass, they're in the sloughs right now. Bluegill are being caught in many areas, but mo- mainly need uh, live bait for them. And the saw guy, saw guy, saw guy, saw guy, there is such a thing. The walleye and sauger. Uh, the river flow is making proper presentation difficult in the upper river and just give up on that until it gets a little bit colder. You know what? We're, we're only four weeks away from our fishing trip. Oh, God. 
I was thinking, where are we going? I'm not going to Louisiana. You went to Louisiana. Where's he go? Where are we going? No, I'm not going there. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. I refuse. Did you tie up some corn? I did not, and I will not. Don't start with me this morning. We almost got through the whole show. Uh, Rob and I would love to have you come fish with us at Lake Junior. Oh, my God. On January. What day? Second. Fifth. Fifth. January 5th. We're going to be there right after the show, and we'd love to have you join us. Ugh. Wouldn't we, Rob? Yes, we would love to have you join Tony. And Rob. <laughs> and Brian. <laughs> yeah, Bar- Brian Pendergrass threw me under the bus at the TU meeting on that one, too. Thanks, Brian. I owe you for that. <laughs> We're going to participate in urban fishing. Hey, I urban fish all the time. I, I never, I caught all of my tarp species in the Chattanooga area. In, I'm thinking inside city limits, except for maybe one. We are going to fish the urban pond at Lake Junior for trout. Rob is going to, Rob is going to do a fly casting lesson. <laughs> and I'm under the bus again. Why do I live under the bus? I need to just get the bus. I need to buy the bus and just live in the bus because apparently I'm always under the bus. <laughs> I think it'll be fun. Uh, and for those of you on the internet that don't understand, we're talking about a little bitty impounded water that TWA stocks that Rob just cannot stand that we stock it. I'm sorry, I don't think it should be stocked. They're good. the fish are going to die out, and I understand the put and take fishery. I got it. But using that frame of logic, you're putting animals into a area where they will not survive, have no chance of survival, and if they're not all caught, they're going to die. It's kind of like putting up a fence around the city of Chattanooga and TWA coming in and dumping a mm, couple thousand deer, saying, go ahead, take them. But that would create havoc. Creating havoc in the fish pond does not. I'm just saying it's the same concept. Lake Junior, Rob and I, and you, our listeners at Lake Junior. I want a bunch of people there to watch Rob catch his first fish in Lake Junior. That's assuming I can catch one. I'll bring a can of corn. Oh, I am not. I am not even going to that. I'm going to bring in my my uh, uh, my can of corn with my. I drew an international no sign across it. That's what I need to do. And how do you keep the cream corn on the hook? It just gets all mushy. I mean, geez. See, he's used corn before. It's not going to be a stretch. <laughs> Tony Sanders Outdoors will be right back. Rusty nails, and it's worth a bunch of money, but it damn sure ain't for sale. The good Lord only knows all the stories it can tell. Mady's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawns. If you're a homeowner, Mady's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed for this area and provide you with knowledge to have a lawn that is the envy of all your neighbors. If you're a lawn care company owner, Mady's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Go to the pros at Mady's Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Mady'sFertilizer.com. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. 
Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Corn from Sportsman's Warehouse. I'm sure they got power bait and salmon eggs, and I'm not using either one of those either. Aw, oh, come on, Rob. Be a sport. I am. I'm being a sportsman. I don't go trout fishing in the middle of a city unless it's someplace like out west where the river runs through it. That was a joke reference. Okay, fair enough. Okay. That one fell flat. Yeah. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm shocked that you're so, you know. I bet I could get you on outside with Cindy talking about urban fishing. I bet I could. Yeah, I'd, I'd talk about summertime, daytime, and everything except January through April. Yeah, sure, why not? Ah, <laughs> oh, it's too funny. He's too easy. <laughs> trying to see if we, well, I think we covered everything, except for one story, we covered everything. In and that, you should be happy, because normally I don't cover anything in your show. <laughs> I <know>. <laughs> <laughs> So I did actually, actually, I thought this would be a good day to do show prep. Yeah. I was surprised. That's why I'm so shocked. We actually covered stories that I researched and stuff like that. <laughs> I'm just trying to be a team player. Well, now. I appreciate that. I really appreciate that. And I can't wait till the story on January 12th and video and of, <laughs> of you pulling in your first late junior trout and Brian pulling in his first late junior trout. Oh Lord, <laughs> Brian Pendergrass. He's probably got some. He's probably got half of his fly boxes ha, or my flies because every time I go see his truck, he's got all these flies in the back of his truck, and he, I'm like, okay, that's mine, that's mine, that's mine. Picked them up. We picked them up and traded flies before. So now, one of our sponsors, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say who, just said buy humbug, and I'm assuming that was to Elvis. Okay, I don't know why. Bah humbug. Well, no, it's just a general term of I'm over it. I'm over it. You know, bah humbug. We ain't even got to it yet. No, but we're close. Um. Okay. I guess. Good for you. I'm praying for sleet, snow, and terrible weather first week of January. Just saying. I have four wheel drive, man. Yeah. We're covering. Uh, I know it, and I do too. We're we're going, we're going fishing. Okay. I can't wait. I hope it's iced over and we can ice skate on it. Maybe play some hockey or something. <laughs> you are, you are, you know, just embrace it, man. Embrace it. All right, all right. Hey, don't forget, next hour outside with Cindy, and she's got our buddy Ronnie Dodd from Dodd and Associates Training. I guess he'll be talking a little bit of shooting. What do you think? I think so. All right. Anything else? We're done. See you next week. Tony Sanders Outdoors. The Spirit of the Woods. You have been listening to the podcast of the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors show. Please subscribe to our service to get updated shows weekly throughout the year. Like us on all the social medias to keep up with what's going on on Tony Sanders Outdoors.